our youth featured two types of movies, the ones that awed and inspired us, and the ones that traumatized us well into adulthood. This is the story of one of those films. Have you thought about what you're doing, trying to hide something like this? If you want to help number five, let me have it back. It's malfunctioning and it needs to be repaired. Life is not a malfunction. Welcome, everybody, to Clamshell Case Files, the podcast where we take a look at the movies that scarred us and inspired us. I am the bad boy of podcasting, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> With me, as always, my co-hosts, Bridget. Hello. And Matt. I got nothing. And today we have a very special guest, Jared Staples. Hi, everybody. He does photography. Buy photography from him. Yes. Hi, <laughs> hire him as a photographer. I really appreciate the plugs at the very top of the episode. Thank you. <laughs> we do what we can. As is our protocol, the guest of our show chooses what movie they want to talk about. You had two choices. And the first one that we'll be talking about is Short Circuit, the 1986 Steve Gutenberg. Ali Sheedy, offensive Fisher Stevens film. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, why why short circuit? Well, there's a longer story that I think I'll get into later in the podcast because I want it to come up when it happens, like chronologically within the movie. Okay. But it's tied to an actual event in my life that made the movie stick out in my mind for reasons other than the movie itself. But basically, as a kid, I love Johnny Five. Like the rest of the movie, as I was rewatching it as an adult, I don't really remember much of the movie outside of like the big friendly robot who everyone should obviously love. I had the same thing. Yeah. All he wanted was to be accepted, <laughs> loved, yeah. and to just be allowed to live. So yeah, I just, I loved him so much. I was talking to a friend last night and he was <clears> like, <throat> I love the scene where Johnny Five's in the bookstore. And I was like, sequel. He's like, I love the scene mm -hmm. with the bank heist. Yeah. Also the sequel. And he's like, do I only remember the sequel? And it's like, yeah, I, I only also remember so, the sequel. Right. We had this yeah. conversation the other day where I was I started watching one and I was like, I don't recognize any of this. I thought mm -hmm. this was a buddy comedy between Fisher Stevens and the robot in yeah. New York. And mm -hmm. even then, that's not really true about the sequel no, either. No. no. But, <laughs> but yeah, the majority of the stuff that I actually recalled was from the sequel also. Because except for one or two key moments from the first one, I thought... All the stuff from the first one was a subplot, I think, in the second one. Like, I think that's how I remembered the movie. Like, I thought the creation story came from, like, the second movie, but yeah. obviously it didn't. No, apparently not. And uh, <laughs> if you would like to hear us talk about Short Circuit 2, stay tuned next week where we will definitely be talking about it. <laughs> I love the, the opening to this. I can start with that for like an opening credit sequence. It's all this computery mm -hmm. stuff going on and the computery music. And then eventually there's some machines putting robots together. And I was like, I don't know. Credit sequences generally are just kind of like whatever, especially with movies of this time period where, you know, now we're at a time period where the credits kind of roll under the action happening. Yeah. And right. this is more of a giving you a feel for what the movie's going to be, but really you're just looking at people's names. Although like not quite a feel for what the movie's going to be because I feel like it's a lot creepier and scarier than the movie actually is. Like that music is really unsettling mm -hmm. and they're building mm -hmm. these war machines and then they're like 
rolling out and blowing up tanks immediately after. And I was yeah, like, yeah, it, it, it definitely like slammed into a toys feel right away. Yeah. These little tiny tanks running over like the, the field of poppies. Well, that's, they, they, they take a moment showing flowery <laughs> yeah. fields yeah. and then a tread just running over <laughs> yeah. a flower. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so bizarre. So this will come up the more we get into this, but there's two movies in this movie. And the studio got involved and they changed it into a more kid-friendly, family-friendly movie. And the original writer had like an actual message. And I think the ominous overtones are kind of left over from what it was supposed to be in the beginning. We saw that with Child's Play. Yes, yes, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so we see these death bots. We we saw in the very beginning, uh, Saint number five was being uh, put onto one of them in that credit sequence. Mm -hmm. And so they are all lining up in bunkers. And they do this weird peekaboo like pop-up when they see tanks rolling in. And then just start using their lasers. This is my first problem with this movie is your plot already makes no sense when Mm -hmm. they're like, we're going to parachute in these robots to blow up tanks. It's like, seems like the laser is the important part of this mm-hmm. entire yeah. operation. And maybe the slow moving robots that easily tip over are not the thing you should parachute into. <laughs> also, the it 80s wasn't. had really high hopes for lasers. <laughs> yes. like they were yeah. really yeah. expecting yes. lasers. Yeah. Although, to... props to this movie, it's real lasers, not just like pew, pew, pew. It's just like a direct beam mm-hmm. of yeah. something that blows something else Um, The sound it makes is the same sound from Ghostbusters. It totally is. You can hear the the whole attack charge up. up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I got, I was looking down writing a note and I heard the (laughs) and I looked up like, what? Huh? Huh? (laughs) So, the machines do their job. Enemy neutralized, ladies and gentlemen. Objective completed. And we see that they're actually performing for all sorts of military people up in the, the man stand. from Washington. Yeah, which thank God, mm. because like as things are being blown up, I saw what looked like bodies falling yes. over. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you then you see the the classic dummy flip over reveal. With mm-hmm. a face. Yeah. And yeah. Like, oh, this is <laughs> it didn't rough. it didn't need to have a face. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I had to pull in this the second sound clip because you heard that first robot. Yeah. And then you hear this second one. Introducing your host, Dr. Howard Marner, president of Nova Robotics. That's a speaking spell. Right. And this yeah. is the only robot it's, in the movie that sounds like a speaking spell. They're all different versions of the old Mac OS to, uh, really? type to talk. Oh. It's all, there's different voices you could select. And I was immediately recognized them. I think they were trying to give them like individual characters or personalities by doing oh. that. <laughs> but it was like, oh no, those are all like, because I used to like type stuff out in like computer class and like select it and make a talk and then change the different voices. And I was like, oh no, they're having a conversation because it's different people. And so I recognized them as like, oh God, that's like my childhood in computer lab when I was bored. <laughs> that's super interesting. Yeah, I, that is, I, yeah. I'm I, glad we got you here, Jared. Yeah. yeah. I'm contributing. I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad an old school Mac user is here to explain this to <laughs> We see the robots are now also tending bar. And we meet, we meet Killer Howard. robot bartenders. Uh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet strategic, artificially intelligent nuclear transport. Or saint, as we call it. That's a perfect I, acronym for war machines. And I think that's the only time you hear saint in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I don't think it ever yeah. comes up again. Also, another problem, like you later find out, like it's hinted at here, and you later find out that the actual plan for these robots, $11 million a piece, is to just strap a nuke to them, parachute them behind enemy lines, roll into town, yeah. and blow shit up. Yeah. What, like, just launch the fucking missile. Right. Because they're not going to survive that nuclear attack based oh, on some no. of the physical damage that happens to these things later on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, that's actually the thing. What do they call it? They. I don't think I wrote it down. It's, it's not the initial attack. 
it's the, oh, the like, yeah. cleanup attack or whatever they call oh, it. Oh, it's like the fallback in case things go south? Yeah, so basically both sides nuke each other. And then if there's anyone left in Moscow, we've got the robots to make sure that they're absolutely dead. It's oh, the so weirdest, yeah. darkest. It's, I was that's yeah. it's just scorched earth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh god, that's upsetting. All right, you know what? Eleven million dollars <laughs> times five for scorched earth doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I mean, probably cheaper than Star Wars. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's defensive. Who cares about that? Honestly, <laughs> I didn't do the math, but honestly, eleven million dollars in 1986 still doesn't seem like a lot of money for these robots. No, because these robots are yeah yeah. well i mean maybe that doesn't maybe that's just the price to to actually put one of them together that's not including all the development that went into it beforehand all right you've clearly thought this through i i mean well i really get into the economics of these movies (laughs) i was thinking about a lot too because if they're 11 million dollars a piece and when they have the cocktail party in a minute the place is just flooded with other robots performing tasks i'm like those can't be cheap like i know they're just serving drinks or they yeah. have like hors d'oeuvre platters but like or whatever. three million dollars to have this thing like going around with escargot seems crazy and they must have that must there must be a secondary function like that can't yeah. be why they were built unless they were well they do talk about it with the saints because they have them tending bar like when we're still at the presentation and it, he's like oh it's just how i like it shaken not stirred and then, <laughs> and then later he Ugh. says something like oh well you know like post-war time when peace happens they will have other functions in society oh i okay i miss that so when everyone's dead yeah the robots yeah. can serve each other alcohol. so in, <laughs> in the post-apocalyptic wasteland when they're the only things left they'll be able to make drinks for themselves guys i think we got a sequel idea going on here mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, this is just uh, the plot of a Fallout game. Actually, <laughs> that's, that's actually yeah, yeah, totally so, fair. Thunderstorm rolls in; they have to take the presentation on the road. We did get a shot of a totally non-problematic character, but he didn't speak yet. So we move along, <laughs> and there's impossible uh, for for us to know he's problematic at this point. at this point. Yeah. Yes, I, I was gonna say I had a big problem with this because the storm rolls in, but then they're cutting back and forth, and it's like bright sun, cloud, yep, yep. bright sun. Yeah, it's yep. like oh come on, just. A little bit of continuity, please. There's a senator there. And so Howard, the guy who we heard, he is trying to sell to the senator. And she's like, I only want to or I want to hear from the inventor. I want to be reassured by the inventor who's supposed to be out there hobnobbing. So Howard goes off to to find Newton. Uh, and that's when we get our first discussion with a totally <laughs> non-problematic oh, no. character. Uh-oh. Excuse me, sir. Crosby, he is hiding in the toilet, sir. Public relations is everybody's job. Well, he is saying to the crowds, they are making him dog sick, sir. Look, he's supposed to be here. I want him here. I pay him to be here. Well, the last time I am seeing him, he is busy vomiting, sir. Well, clean him up and send him out to Hobnob. Stat. Before anything else, stat. Yes. Uh, but, um, which there's a good callback for stat later yes. in the movie that actually made me laugh, but we got to it. I know we're going to... We're going to be talking about this character a lot. Well, that's problematic. It is, but but I wanted to start by saying, obviously, Fisher Stevens. He is in brown face. He is doing an Indian caricature. He's an American person. A white American. He's he's like a Jewish guy from New York. That's where he is originally. Just to start, people in India when they first saw this movie thought he was a a Bollywood actor named Javed Jaffrey Mm -hmm. to the point where eventually Javed Jaffrey had to come out and say, that's not me. But if you do look at pictures, they do look very similar, which is interesting. Like Javed Jaffrey looks like Fisher Stevens in brown face. And Mm. we talked about before the podcast, there's an episode of Master of None where Aziz Ansari and his cousin Mm -hmm. talk about how they grew up 
thinking like, yay, like there's a yeah, positive and then Indian they found role model and find out that he's a white, a white guy. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about what happened in real life after that? No. So Fisher Stevens heard about that episode and contacted or and Z's and sorry contacted him. I don't remember which way yeah. it went, but they had, they had a, a really whole, nice conversation. Oh, too. good. Yeah. yeah. About like, you know, how Fisher Stevens like, you know, he's like, I was young. I was like 21. Yeah. I needed a job. And he's like, what happened is they hired me and I was supposed to be a white character. Then they character fired him and yep. they wanted him to be Indian. So they hired Bronson Pinchot. I saw that. Who's yeah. Russian yeah. and Italian, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fired him and rehired Fisher Stevens. Yeah. As, and he was basically like, honestly, he's like, within the context, we tried to make it well, he actually went to India yeah. and lived in India yeah. and immersed himself yeah. in the culture because he was really trying to be sensitive with it. And like, I don't blame him at all. He was like in his 20s and you. Like, and it was the 80s and, where like people were, were less sensitive. And I'm not to totally giving him a pass, yeah. Yeah. But, but he did understand when he was talking to. Yeah. I understand that this is offensive. I would not well, do it now. I also don't think he's giving himself a pass because I saw a quote where he was like, would I do this again? Like, no, 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 absolutely, no, absolutely not. not. Right. Like, yeah. It reminded me a lot of um, Mickey Rooney's role. Oh, yeah. In Breakfast at Tiffany's yeah. oh, and right. how he literally spent the rest of his life regretging that. Yeah. Like he would bring yeah. it up in interviews <clears throat> Although, that didn't even exist. And he would. Though, Wait, like he's just sitting there, like not being interviewed and talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, he, interviews that don't he even would exist. Bring it up. No, he would like it would oh. be an interview and they wouldn't be talking about breakfast at Tiffany. In oh, LA oh, and Mickey oh, Rooney oh, like okay. hobbles up to you and he's like, I'm really sorry. Speaking of which, I met Mickey Rooney once at Rockingham Racetrack because he used to go there. Really? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Oh man. My grand my nana had a big crush on him, so like, she would be excited when he was there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. But I guess obviously he he regretted that. Well, in yeah. in, in Fisher yeah. Stevens' defense, his portrayal way less offensive than Mickey Rooney's. Oh portrayal. my gosh, yeah. that was awful. Well, like, that was awful, right? And I would also say that Fisher Stevens' portrayal in the first movie is made worse by how they use the character. Yeah, agreed. because he's right. just comic relief. He's a human puppet. Yeah, I mean, but that's, I think that's an important note that if they had cast an actual Indian dude, I can't say it wouldn't be any less offensive, but like it's it, still an offensive well, role, so, and it's also unnecessary mm-hmm. because you yeah. had Johnny five as your comedic do you know what i mean yeah yes. well but he's comedic with off with ali sheedy most of the movie and but then you the hire Goot a, is weirdly not well that's comedic why, in this role. why yeah. is gutenberg yes. the straight man like it like, doesn't make any sense it's like robin williams being the straight man well, toys for part of it and then like creeping through so with the it makes sense when you learn that they wanted Dustin Hoffman for the role uh, and it was supposed yeah. to be him and they almost got him when it was a serious movie yeah. and the studio pushed for Steve Gutenberg because he was a pretty face that could sell it and they got Gutenberg but they face. didn't yeah I, he was considered know, a handsome was, man yeah, I was time. thinking about this the 80s were fucking weird yeah it was like that, that Steve Gutenberg was ever a leading man mm-hmm. well, and, and like and, very and successful and actually that's good though no yeah like because you, like, you, he was I just feel bland like you tried to yeah now it's like you have to be beautiful you have to look like Ryan Gosling to be a leading man right do you know mm-hmm. what I mean like right. yeah. people were a little bit more they had a little bit more character to their face when we were growing it's up true. I guess yeah. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say they were a little more average and a little less inaccessible like you're Dustin Hoffman's you know what I mean like I mean that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Your Al Pacino's. Yeah. I mean, like these people right, would yeah. not become leading men yeah. today, That's I true. guess. Yeah. Going back to the Fisher Stevens thing, I was reading this interview with Ernie Hudson this week, Winston Zeddemore from the Ghostbusters. And he was talking about he was always upset that he wasn't in the marketing for those movies. Yeah. Like they always cut him out. And but he was always happy that he had a role where the black guy wasn't just an embarrassment mm-hmm. stereotype. He was just a dude. Yeah. And he said that like 
he had young black actors coming up to him in the mid eighties, just being like, thank you so much for like not embarrassing us and for having a role where like you could. And I feel like he's just a character like the other characters. Right. Exactly. And like, even like you said, like even if it was an Indian actor portraying Ben, it would have been completely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. completely offensive and depressing um, and right. just and a walking stereotype. You know, it's it's jumping way too far ahead for a different movie, but in the sequel, <laughs> they do sort of address it by at least giving him human life. Yeah, he has a story versus like this one. He's just. He's just a side. Horny. And he's, yeah. yeah. And he's, and he, yeah. By the way, this entire movie is really horny in the weirdest yeah. way. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh, yes. I've got some stuff to talk about. That, so. <laughs> Bridget had some feelings come to life within her while watching this movie. I won't call it an awakening. <laughs> Let's kind of bang through a little bit of this. So uh, Howard goes in, he finds Newton, who is just having a robot arm answer the phone, because why not? And flip people up. And, mm-hmm. and flip people off. He drags him into Hobnob. Uh, I've got this one clip here. One of the, I guess I have very few sort of comedy lines from the Goot. Obey's orders, never ask questions. Originally, I had non-military purposes in mind. I designed it as a marital aid. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Operation Gotcha Last is what it was called. Oh, yes. They discussed this here, yes. not oh. not with the senator early okay. time. Uh, but then, yeah, they talk about their peacetime uses where they're going to be serving food and everything. Meanwhile, outside, some people are working on the robots. Uh, oh, Norman, get, get number five off the generator. It's too late. Yes. Lightning comes down and hits him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he fries in the most frightening way. <laughs> He's screaming. He's like, ah! Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty horrifying. It made me pretty uncomfortable. But they go over to check him out, and they're like, "Well, everything looks good, so just get on your way, number five. And he rolls off, and then just runs into a wall over and over yeah. and over and over. And then he checks out another robot. Yes, yeah, so, so that's <laughs> weird. Like, <laughs> is he horny? This hot coffee robot yeah. rolls by, has a, a, a tail uh-huh. of a power cord dragging behind. Yeah, and number was... five is like, ooh, following yeah. that. Yeah. See, I, and I wasn't sure. I'm like. No, he's he's horny. Then I'm like, well, maybe it's just like, no, that's like power and it's unplugged and he's confused because he's unplugged or no, he's horny. Yeah. Like I was trying to give it more credit than I think it deserved because yeah. I wanted it to be a little bit, you know, more than just horny robot on robot action. But minorities and robots super horny in this movie. Apparently. <laughs> just how it is. Also, no offense to Gutenberg, but I just he's not the the genius type. Like I just don't I don't see him as somebody that would be in the position he's in. Yeah, you know, like a, a slacker police officer. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right, right. Genius right. computer programmer. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I just I don't know. That 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 was the unbelievable part. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where you couldn't suspend your disbelief any I longer. Cannot, <laughs> I cannot. No, no, Goot is not a uh Roboticist. So through a series of events, number five gets pushed off into a trash truck to get driven off the premises. Howard realizes there's only four robots coming into the party to be shown off. It's cool. The totally non-problematic character. I did not get his name was Ben for a really long time. So this is how I had to type it out every time he came up. But I think I think that was true because I, I cringed every time he started talking that mm-hmm. I it did take me a while to figure out his name was Ben too. I yeah. think I saw it when I was looking up IMDb. I yeah. think that's mm-hmm. when I found yeah. out his name was Ben. Yeah. Trash truck gets out before they have the lockdown protocol. The old guy guard who let them go is like, 
sort of concerned, but ready to take a nap or something. So it doesn't do anything about it. I don't want to derail it too much, but I had a moment where I watched it and then I rewound it and I watched it again because $11 million a piece, super secret, you assume government project that's going to change the world. They don't have locking doors and it can accidentally fall into not even a real trash truck, the back of a pickup truck <laughs> with loose barrels and, yeah. and just loose trash. Mm -hmm. And he can just drive off without being inspected. Maybe it's because we're living in a more security obsessed world that I have a problem with this now. But that doesn't seem to make any sense. I mean, maybe it's just an exception you have to make to get the plot going. But it's like, yeah. how does he just fall out of a secret government <sighs> facility? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was a government facility. I think. The, yeah. The, Nova was people, a private corporation. It was a private, private contract. Which, lab. Make, okay. which makes things irritating later, which I will yell about for a while <laughs> later. But they are definitely a private company that are being contracted by the government. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, you know. But it's cool. It's cool that he can get out in the, the truck because they can just triangulate his position. And function. Need input. What the hell does it need input for? I don't know. I guess it can't triangulate its position. That's a simple function. Do you know how to triangulate your position, Howard? <laughs> No. Well, then there you go. I'm glad you think this is all such a joke, Crosby. Don't worry, Skirty. You're not going to miss a meal. May have noticed we not brought it up to this point. Mm -hmm. The Goot is not the only Police Academy alum no. in this movie. No, no, mm -hmm. no. Character named Scroder, who is playing basically the same role. Yes. Wait, uh, is he is he Mouser or Harris? I always he's, Harris. He's Captain Harris, right? Yeah. Always mix them up. Yeah. Because they just replace one with the other at some yeah, point. And yeah, I just yeah. never, as a kid, I was like. Because oh, he's in wait, he's in one and three. I think so. Yeah. 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 And, and, and Mouser is in yeah. two and the rest of them, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also of note here, so they were looking at the screen and they're talking about what he's writing back. Somehow Johnny Five is changing the font that is coming back just to add like extra emphasis yeah, that, to he's gone crazy. That bothered it's me just, a lot. It's just. <laughs> Anything with computers on, and it's because actual like computer, like it's boring as fuck to look at. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Unless you know what you're looking at or mm -hmm. whatever, it's literally just characters. So I get that they have to flash it up for you when mm -hmm. people do computer stuff. Yeah. It just bothers yeah. me. Yeah. Well, there's a point like around this scene where he's like typing in commands and it's just like all caps, like <laughs> mm -hmm. do thing. And I'm like, oh, that's not how a command line works. Uh, Come no. on. <laughs> So Newton is a little surprised that no one has tried to activate his homing device. Uh-uh, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And... Bingo! Oh, oh, good Lord, it is outside the fence! Oh, and that is not the worst of it, Dr. Marner. Don't tell me its laser is still armed. Bimbo. Ha, 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 ha. That, that's a real flavor of his dialogue through the yeah. rest of the movie right and, there. And... Through the second movie as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. While they give him more character in the second movie, he still has the same dialogue. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or dialect. Scroder's going to do anything he can to bring back number five. He's like so jealous of this robot or whatever. Like he just, he's just so consumed. He with. wants to carry the nuclear bomb into Moscow. He, he does. Yeah, he, he does. saw <laughs> Dr. Strangelove. Thank you. And uh, got the wrong message yep, from the movie. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep, yep, yep. And they talk about what if it melts down a busload of nuns? Like, yeah. yeah, that was a really specific <laughs> thing. Busload of nuns was a common example in the 80s. Though. Absolutely. I like, don't know where they were all going, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote here, Johnny Five is a conscientious objector, almost like joking. And then later on, I was like, he is. <laughs> he actually is. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So they drive out the weirdest security car ever, which they can barely see out of. Yeah, it looks like a G.I. Joe vehicle. It, yeah, yeah. The, it's so weird. They definitely bought 
their toys from Zevo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> These are yeah. Zevo toys yeah. that yes. they yeah. grabbed. Uh, yeah. They nearly run over number five because they can't see. Good thing it wasn't a child, I guess. Yeah. They were just kidding. like, what was that? Or a person like, on a motorcycle on the road? Yeah. They just kind of don't care. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, maybe, maybe that thing's not road legal. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see <laughs> below seven feet high off the ground. <laughs> Five looks up and they get freaked out like they had never seen number five before. So they slam on the brakes. He does the classic shooting off, uh -huh. going off a ramp. Yeah. Somehow he has a parachute involved. I guess they did technically lay that in earlier in the movie. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, two other Johnny Fives lost their lives filming this scene. Yes. They, 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 they shot it off and two of them like disintegrated mm -hmm. when they hit the ground. <laughs> Can we have a moment of silence for those robots? Said a moment of silence, motorcycle. <laughs> God damn it. So they actually, they had five Johnny Fives that they built. And the fifth one broke down, like the actual fifth like Johnny actual Five. Yeah. And they rebuilt it. And after they rebuilt it, it lasted twice the length of the battery life it should have been able to. And they didn't know why, but it was the one they used for everything else because it outperformed all the other ones. So it looked like the real Johnny Five they alive. used. Yeah. It, like the character leaked into the robot actor. Oh, that's a that's a darker movie too where that fifth robot does come alive. That would but, be amazing. But except they just don't know it's alive. So it's like, please, I'm a living creature. <laughs> oh God, I just can't talk. Yeah, and they're like, dance, fool, dance. Dance with Ali Sheedy. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's worth calling out. Johnny Five was pretty impressive. Like the, for its time. Yeah, the, yeah they were really yeah. going for that yeah. too. That's what they, that was their It's like goal. an amazing mix of, of puppetry and robotics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Sid, Sid Mead, the, the famous designer, like worked on Blade Runner help design the yeah. robot which is amazing he's got like facial expressions yeah. like his, his yeah. eyebrows and everything like they did yeah. a really it good was job like a, it was like a smart use of components you would see on mechanical things too mm -hmm. like the the barn door kind of things over the eyes and having the apertures being able to like well, widen oh, the yeah, yeah. and stuff i think as a kid that's part of why i connected to him so much almost like uh, harry from harry and the hendersons like there's so much that it conveys yeah. this one. Yeah. There's not an actor inside of it, but there's people controlling right. it. And it still was like, oh no, like I believe that that's alive. Like yeah. I believe that's real. Yeah. Cause it's like, he's doing stuff with his face. Like, oh, uh, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do stuff with my face. <laughs> Did you also notice when it was flying down, it like got that stop motion scene like yeah. real quick as it was yeah that yeah. was weird i think there there are several scenes in this movie where they sped up the film to make yep. things yeah like, and it's when just, he's like flipping the coin thing yeah yeah and yeah. there's 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 a there's a police thing that happened mm -hmm. oh no that's in the second movie i'm sorry oh God, happens a, a lot yeah. in this film there's, series yeah there's a Jeez. uh so he lands on top of stephanie's snack shack food truck uh, which takes him out of range. They can no longer find Johnny. Oh, sorry, sorry, spoilers. They can no longer find number, number five. five. Yeah, that fog uh, in the Pacific Northwest really makes triangulating uh, <laughs> position tough, I guess. Well, you know, it's not like they could use public cell phone towers. They could only <laughs> use their own property. I guess, uh, yeah, well, you know, I guess it's 1986. Yeah, sure. So we meet Stephanie. She goes home to where her neighbor reports that her ex-boyfriend is there. Uh, what are you doing home? This is my home. It's not your home. What are you doing with Beasley? Uh, well, darn it. You know, he looked kind of sick to me, so I thought I'd just take him down to the vet and fix him up a little bit. He doesn't look sick. You look sick. What'd you come back here for anyway? Well, to tell you the truth, I thought that uh, maybe we could patch things up, sort of pick up where we left off. You know you want me back. What is this? 
Quinn's medical research, you slide back. The dog is on its last leg. Oh, it's very funny. Why don't you get the hell out of here? You know what I figure? I figure you owe me some money. So I'm just here to collect. I owe you. That's right. I supported you. That was my money you used to buy a big red dark mobile. No. Damn it. I want to make a soundboard of Stephanie insults because mm -hmm. she's just got the highest class ones. <laughs> yeah. You're mutant. <laughs> uh, also, as someone who's worked in a medical lab, they don't just please, let you bring any animal off the street to... Uh, please clear this up. Was he going to sell the dog yes, for the, money yes. so it could be experimented upon? Yeah. yeah. So he is clearly the biggest and most evil villain in this entire franchise. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought that, no, because that's a that's a casual thing. Or, I mean, that's a thing they mentioned yeah. very casually uh -huh. for something that is very upsetting. I was also confused. I thought maybe he had a new business venture where he would do medical research himself. I was like, mm -hmm. like <laughs> where did you just print that on the carrier? Like. Right. Because at first I'm like, oh, it's like the ex-boyfriend who came back because he wants the dog. Right. Like he's just trying to take the dog. Yeah. And the dog doesn't want to go. Then I'm like, oh, no, he's going to sell it for parts. Oh, my God. What the hell? Uh, no disassemble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's not how it works. You don't just get thank, random animals off the street. Yeah, but you can't. It has to be God. controlled. But what, what if the animal is dead? Could you say bring it to the vet to dump off its corpse? Yes. <laughs> Not the animal shelter, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> they only shelter the living ones. But yeah, this dude's a creep on so He's many the levels. Worst. Yeah. Oh, I hated him she so much. She goes around and starts beating the big red dork machine, which is a Trans Am with a baseball bat. He ends up grabbing her and then saying, like, is this your idea of playing hard to get? Oh. Oh, I like, hate him so much. Oh. He's a very good terrible human being yes yeah. absolutely but then we go into her house and we see that she likes all sorts of animals I, personally i saw her feeding a raccoon she, and i'm yeah, like uh -huh. no i no those things are monsters mm -hmm. I, I the other the other day we were getting into our car and pulling it out of the garage and we live in the city like this isn't like oh like we live in the burbs even and I saw some rustling in the garden. I thought it was my neighbor's cat. And I was like, oh, like, cool. It's Rudy the cat. And then a raccoon's head just popped out and stared at me. And I was like, it's Rocky Raccoon. I'm going to die. That thing is rabid and it will kill me. <laughs> I escaped, dear listeners. My first run in with a raccoon, I was in San Francisco walking home from work. It's like 1130 at night or something. And there's this fence that's about the height of my head and I'm walking along and there's a raccoon on top of it. And at this point, I didn't really know my, my great aunt loved raccoons. She had raccoon art like everywhere in her house. And I was like, oh, raccoon. Whoa. So I start walking towards it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yes. I back away. And then, you know, being the scientist I, may, I am, I was like, well, maybe that was just an accident. Start walking towards it again. I am going to rip your brains. Raccoons are monsters. And they're big and they're, they're strong and yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. they're they're very like smart and dexterous. Yes. Yep. Yep, absolutely. We had raccoons try to steal Eileen's backpack from under her head on a beach in Costa Rica. We were like on the beach in this rainforest and she's just lying there and she she was using her, you know, we hiked and so we had our backpacks and she was using it as a pillow. And all of a sudden I heard her scream and I looked back and a raccoon had grabbed her backpack and was just pulling <laughs> oh, under no. it. And we had to scare it away back into the jungle. Oh no. They're creepy little things. They're cute, but they're creepy. Stephanie's house is in Astoria, Oregon. 
And Astoria, Oregon um, is the same place that Goonies, mm -hmm. Kindergarten Cop, yep. and the um, inspiration for Silent Hill, the video game. Yes. Oh, oh. From there, yes. So. Fun facts. Also, TM. food truck. Like the fact that she has a food truck is right. way ahead of her time. Yeah, it's like 30 yeah, years yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like know, so that's yeah. she's way ahead of her time. Hey, we haven't checked back in with a problematic character in a while. Oh, so they are putting worried. together a mobile truck to go out and find number five. Well, it's an opportunity to spread your legs. Good to smell the breezes, hmm? Has it changed much out there? Oh, yes, you can say that two times. Hey, hey, come on, you guys. Come on, get going. Scroter's coming up empty. We're on our way, Howard, to the great outdoors. Newton, you know what is out there in the great outdoors? Girls. Mm -hmm. With brassieres and legs. You have a working knowledge of girls? No, but I read about them. Which is followed uh, up with a line like, I looked at some schematics and stuff like that. Like this yeah, weird, like, yeah. nerds don't yeah. know anything about girls. Yeah. Also, obviously, we already talked about how it's, you know, but just the misusing English gag is so fucking offensive because every, every Indian person I've ever met very eloquently uses our language yeah, because yeah, they're taught absolutely. it in India. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what I mean? They're very concise with how, you know, the, this is. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> well, and they they haven't butchered so much that there were times I'm like I don't even understand what the right. joke was supposed to right. be. Yeah. It's just awful. It's just awful. Back at Stephanie's, uh, she hears some noise out in the food truck, and she uh, goes out there to investigate with her trusty baseball bat. The selling side window flings open of the food truck, and number five has his red eyes on. There's fog going up from inside for some reason and Stephanie is convinced that he is an alien. So she's really not the brightest person. <laughs> she really is isn't. But I I admire her because she takes a baseball bat and she's just like whatever it is, I'm I'm taking it out. Oh yeah, she's tough. Yeah, yeah. And, but then she thinks it's an alien. Mm. So she's straight up like, okay, come live at my house. So, uh, so she goes, right, she throws down the bat. She says, I'm coming in and I'm friendly. And she tries to communicate with him. And this is where we get into some of what I think constitutes as the weird horniness. Mm -hmm. So this is Earth. I'm Stephanie Speck. No offense, but is that really you or is that like... A space suit and you're inside someplace, maybe just your brain, a little jar or something like that. Malfunction. Oh, you can talk. Malfunction. Need input. Input. That's information. Listen, I am full of it. Why don't you come on in my house and we could sit down and talk, um, get to know each other, communicate, input. Yeah, let's get some of that I, input. I was so upset as an adult watching this, realizing just how much Ali Sheedy wanted to fuck the robot. <laughs> well, guys, I have a fun fact for you guys. Uh huh. Um, originally, there was a romantic relationship. Originally, she fucks that robot. Well, I don't know. I don't know if she fucks him, but there was a romantic relationship between Ali Sheedy and Johnny Five in the movie, and test audiences hated it so much like they booed and hissed it and everything like people walked out of the test thing they were so disgusted by it that almost all of those scenes from their relationship mm -hmm. have been cut but you still have little bits of them like oh. hugging and embracing but yeah they they yeah that explains two things mm -hmm. <laughs> some of the weirdness that you have between them and also how her relationship develops with newton because yes. that is very much a lack of oh, development. Yeah, right. it, felt, it felt like reshoots. Yeah. yeah. So yes. yeah, that makes yes. it just happen. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, they'd actually film the scenes. Yeah, yeah. just the test audience just was horrified by it. Guys, so, I, I'm thinking it's 30 something years later, people a little bit more accepting of robots. I think we have a porn parody on our hands. It's <laughs> writing itself right now. <laughs> but what do you call it? Hmm. Oh, God. God no, I'm not say saying it, that. Say, on it, say, it, say, it, no. say it. Say it. Say it. I'll say, say mine it, if say you say it. yours. <laughs> yes. Mine's pork circuit. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can edit it out. Short circock. That's <laughs> <laughs> not even that bad. It's not. It's short circumcision. I don't oh, know. Whoa. <laughs> that took a hard it's left a turn. It's very specific <laughs> kind of robot porn. It's <laughs> I mean, you could easily use the word input. Mm. I mean, that's... Well, okay. So now he's inside getting more input. And so... <laughs> Yeah, he's getting all that input. So he's, he's going around. He's fucking crushing it. She's, she's trying to like point out just random things. She has this really terrible joke There's about ants, not everywhere. Aunts. Yeah, There's really, kittens, yeah. So many kittens. So, and I was worried that those kittens were just going to get run over by tank treads. I was yeah, very afraid of that. Right. She, she is not providing him the input he needs. She finally breaks out. Because <laughs> the test audiences she, didn't like it. She finally breaks out the Encyclopedia Britannica. More input, more input. How about pictures? Do you like pictures? We have a lot of pictures here. A lot of them. <laughs> a this lot is a, of pictures. This is a picture of, of an aardvark. See that? It's an aardvark. It's a, it's a mammal. Input. Aardvark. Abyssinia. Adam, 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 He just finished. Wow, he doesn't like no refractory period. No wonder why that thing costs eleven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So he starts going through all the books in the house. Good thing she owns the Encyclopedia Britannica. Well, that, Everybody that was, did back then. That was the eighties. Yeah. yeah, not us. We had the World Book Encyclopedia, the crappy. Cheaper version, actually, I think. And what was it? You thing. could you could order them all at supermarkets, right? Yeah, like that's where you would yeah. start getting oh, them yeah. from. Like, that's so weird. What a weird time we, we all didn't, came from. We yeah. didn't have them all. We missed oh, like no. we had like we didn't have like you. So we get a weird scene where we find out that Gutenberg can't drive. Mm -hmm. He hasn't driven in five years, which I guess he must live on the Nova premises. Well, well, yeah, he talks about like in the scene before we played with with Newton and Ben. He talks about not being. He's like, "What's it like out there?" It's been uh, so long. Well, that's fair. Okay, and I thought it was a joke, but apparently he's like an actual prisoner. Like, is he just so busy with work he can't leave? They make it seem like he's not usually allowed. And this is the I, one exception. I would it was really weird. He just like that's part of his deal. He gets to live there, and that's probably good for him because he's just into like just making his weird sex yeah, robots. And yeah, and, and I also outside. wonder, you know, if this is top secret. Like, if he was sequestered, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, mm. they didn't want him just wandering around. Part of his contract is like yeah. you guys spend five years here. So yeah, right, we're, we're yeah. making a real NDA. <laughs> a real one. <laughs> so five goes nuts with knowledge, makes a uh, a mess of the house. We get we get a, a gag where he goes and does the tablecloth trick and pulls the tablecloth out without anything falling over, and then just flips over the table anyway. Uh, I really I love that. I, I'm That's worried really about us using this too much, but I had to put down. Chekhov's Three Stooges because yep. oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of Chekhov's yeah. gun stuff in both of the movies. Yeah, yeah. there really is. Yeah. Uh, and from here on out, he is basically the genie in Aladdin. 
Uh, but with like robot voice. Sure, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Three Stooges gags were like so 80s too. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. like the, the 80s loved. It was weird. Things. Yeah, there was like a Three Nintendo, Stooges. an NES game that was the Three Stooges, which yeah. is very weird because they had been dead for years. <laughs> and would have but hated being used like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was the thing. They were just, it was a different times where I knew who they were because they were just always on TV with Dennis the Menace. Oh, God, yeah. Sounded like you'd seen some shit when I said you're like, oh God, Dennis the Menace. That kid. <laughs> uh, so Newton and Ben are out on the hunt. Oh, this is a barrel of monkeys. Oh, let us go scrape up some female chicks. Well, don't we have to find a robot? Pardon me for saying so, Newton, but you, you're becoming a drag strip. Well, girls are not my best suit. Besides, we've got a job to do. As we're fond of saying in my country, marketplace makes dull home for rodents. Where are you from, anyway? Bakersfield, originally. No, I mean your ancestors. Oh, damn. Pittsburgh. I, I, I don't... Fuck. So, canonically, is the character in Brownface in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. a really good question. He's... Why is he going for a citizenship test, then? If his family's from Pittsburgh. That's oh, in my. the sequel. Oh, yeah. When he can finally admit to his true origins and really comes into himself. That's that's true. Maybe he's lying because he he just wants to fit in. Bad? I don't know. There, like, this was also an 80s trope. Like, in Ghostbusters 2, Janos, the museum director, yeah. she asks where he's from. Or someone asks, Bill Murray asks where he's from, and he says the Upper West Side. Yeah. Mm. Like, this is just like a in, ha, ha, ha. Now, see, that scene, if he wasn't a caricature and it was played by an Indian actor, could be a funny piece of subversion yes. where you're like, why would you assume I'm foreign? Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. like, that's like yeah. uh, they do that on Parks and Rec. Aziz. He's like, yeah. I'm from South Carolina. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but where are you actually from? Right. <laughs> South Carolina. And as someone, as, <laughs> as, as a brown person who has gotten that in my life, mm -hmm. like, it could yeah. be funny, but it's just weird and gross here. Yeah. And also narratively makes no sense no in this sense. context. No. Right. No. It's just, just a Joe horny guy from play. Bakersfield. <laughs> Come on. You know that guy. So horny. Uh, <laughs> so Stephanie and Five fight over the TV. Eventually she gets him to go outside. Uh, but then for some reason, Beasley out of nowhere starts freaking out at Johnny Five. Like, I don't think he did anything in that moment. Beasley just suddenly was like, I'm going to bark at you. This little three-legged dog. Because he's like, look at that fucked up robot. I don't like it. Get it out of here. <laughs> it, might, it might be the first time Beasley saw him. Yeah. Uh, yeah maybe maybe right. Beasley stays outside. Yeah, yeah I, I think know. so. Anyway, Five ends up falling backwards off the deck and mm -hmm. onto a chicken coop. And two things happen in one moment. Mm. You okay? Beautiful Stephanie. Saint prototype number five, Nova Robotics, Damon Washington. You're a robot? Yes. I thought you were alive, number five. I let you tear my house to shreds, and you're a robot. You're a machine from that dumb war lab place. God, I'm so stupid. Stupid, foolish, gullible, doltish, dumbbell, lame So he's trying to woo her. But then obviously the big truth comes out. How is it a surprise that he's a robot? She just really believed he was an alien. She was that invested. Did in she have it. like that kind of love beer goggles on? That Maybe. She was, mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I think she wanted to believe it because she loves living things. Mm. But the other thing I, I wanted to, to mention, he must have killed a lot of chickens. Yeah. The amount of feathers <laughs> that fly up from yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. she doesn't seem phased by the fact that clearly he just like smushed a bunch of them. 
And that bothered me because I thought that was going to be a point of, of like, what have you done? It's just like, oh, no, they're chickens. <laughs> He'll commit murder later. So it's fine. It They'll does, get around yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. She goes straight to the phone book. She asks to speak to one of the head warmongers, please. Uh, the secret government lab that she knows a lot about is in the yellow pages. Well, <laughs> it's a publicly traded company, as we've established before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess that's you could I mean, look up it, like the real ones, right? They they all have to have actual addresses. I can't think of any of the names of those missing oh, makers like, off top like, of my like head. North, but like Northrop. Nope, that's not one of them. What's uh, one? Name, name you one and I'll Google Raytheon. Raytheon. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Okay. Like you'd have that's, to be able to look up there. I guess that's true. And there's they like, just have the, the security so you can't yeah. get near it. And there's a Raytheon place like two cities away from where we are right now. Which means there's probably a rogue robot just rolling around Salem right now. I mean, we Nobody would do notice. live by that Boston Robotics. So Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah, but they can't open doors yet, so we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they can... They can, they can do some other terrifying things. They can handle hockey sticks, which is scary. Yeah, Raytheon is in Waltham. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to kind of dive back into audio, we have a, a real significant moment for, for number five. He sees a grasshopper. He's mm. totally interested in mm. it. And he wants to hop like the grasshopper. Damn it, you clutch! Look what you did! He squished it. Grasshopper disassemble. <laughs> Reassemble. Huh? Reassemble. I can't reassemble him. You squashed him. He's dead. Dead? Right. Dead as a doornail. Reassemble, Stephanie. Reassemble. I know you don't understand. But when you're dead, you're dead. That's just the way it is. Dead is forever. Squash. Dead. Disassemble. Dead. Disassemble. Dead. Johnny Five realizes what's going to happen when Nova comes to pick him up. That's pretty yep. much what I did when I found out what death was. Yeah. Started I mean. screaming, having an existential <laughs> crisis. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. if we've discussed it on the podcast before, but it was an episode of Webster that did that to me. <laughs> oh, really? Oof. Webster has weirdly come up like five times this week for me. It's very weird. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Webster is in the zeitgeist. So five steals the the truck, reads the instruction manual really quickly, of course, which tells him how to drive and not just like how the machine works. But, you know, whatever. Stephanie cowboys up, jumps on the back. She's not letting him get away. Uh, apparently somewhere in here, Ben said something about extreme velocity. Yep. Oh, uh-huh. gross. Yeah. Five is driving like a maniac. The kitchen is spilling out the back. Goot still can't drive for whatever reason. So they're in this weird medium to high speed chase going on. (laughs) Another one of Stephanie's great lines. Nice work, Canhead. Mm -hmm. Again, she needs a soundboard. I was thinking about that. We should just make an app of like the clamshell case file soundboard. So it has like, I love whom I love. And like my American (laughs) brother and stuff. Yeah. so, so five is about to drive off a cliff and into the water, and she she finally makes it clear to him that he's going to be disassembled big time if he drives off of there. So he realizes what that is, stops, and she's like, "What are you so afraid of?" And we get our first number five is alive. That was really good. Yeah, that was, was good. That was yeah. <laughs> is, is is he here? 
<laughs> but Nova shows up, so number five does a really great job of taking a tiny box and putting it over his head to hide. Uh, it's actually kind of cute. I, I, actually, laughed, I, I laughed at that. Yes, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it? That What's his name? Uh, Scroder? Yeah, and his, scrotum. Yeah, they Marty make that joke later. They, yeah. I, I wrote scrotum at one point, and then when they made that joke, I felt bad about having put that in my notes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Also, uh, it means we can't use it for the porn parody because it's not a parody <laughs> at that point. So, yeah. shit. So, Scroder is there, and also the Goot, Newton, and Ben have all pulled up. And so, uh, Newton... <laughs> Just the Goot Newton sounds like a failed cookie from the 80s. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg branded Fig Newtons. <laughs> Goot Newtons are filled with jello. I don't want that. Mine. Sadness. Sadness. <laughs> um, I also, here is one of the most offensive lines in the movie to me where Ben is trying to talk to Stephanie. Like, and he mm. also he keeps calling her girly. <laughs> she then says, What planet is this guy from? And I was like, are you fu- like, fuck you, India. Like, <laughs> come on. That's, that's, that's not a planet, dude. <laughs> but she was accepting of Johnny Five yeah. when she thought he was a literal alien. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More so than she is of yeah. this person. Uh, there are probably not a lot of brown people up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It is. But- yeah, that's true. That's also true. Yes. And he also does keep, is this the point where he's groping her a lot? When he keeps grabbing her, yes. pushing her to the ground. Yes. So I guess yeah, maybe she's up, not a yeah. big fan of that, mm. which is understandable. Yeah. So. Yeah. She is trying to explain why they need to calm down and and just go talk to uh, number five. Uh, Dr. Love, I'd like to get my robot back. He knows that, but he's scared. It's a machine. It doesn't get scared. It doesn't get happy. It doesn't get sad. It 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 just just runs runs programs. programs. Yeah, well, how do you explain that? Uh, So... They look at the monitor. It says, number five, alive, living, continue, survive. In a bunch of weird fonts. Mm-hmm. At this point, oh, I'm sorry. So it's at this point where uh, Police Academy shows up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they open fire. Five begins to blow shit up. He turns on his laser and he's like, fuck y'all. He mm-hmm. is a war machine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I forgot it. <laughs> literally. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stephanie cheers him on. Like yeah. for for a lover, she is a lover of everything except other human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah. multiple times want other wants other human beings to die in this movie. Um, well, can you blame her with the humans in this movie? But he, I mean, <laughs> well, so number five gets shot up, and he's crying out for Stephanie in pain, and Gutenberg runs up to try and just reboot him. Like, that's legitimately kind of sad there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, of legitimately, like, sad yeah. Johnny Five moments yeah. that get conveyed. But also, is that the point where Gutenberg steps in front of him while they're shooting at him? And he's like, don't shoot. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, he, he, they can't stop the bullets that already went. Here's, here's also the start. I mean, this is just the start of it. It continues throughout the movie. But this is a private fucking company. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to run out in tanks with machine guns just shooting it in public That's when a you're a private fucking company. Really good point. I wasn't thinking about it because yeah. I thought military. But yeah, they just you're have right. like a, a paramilitary force on the premises right. of this fucking company. Right. And later, and later, like, you know, when they run into those old people and they're like, I mean, that's. That's so illegal. Yeah. They're not allowed to do yeah. that. They have assault rifles. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 
it is oh it made me so mad <laughs> i don't know why that made me like so mad but it made me so mad well no no it should because they're just spraying bullets into public, into public spaces, spaces. Yeah. you're a private company like again that's what i was like there were other people military? there yeah yes, there was the fishermen absolutely all oh, right yeah and like later on you have the old couple yeah oh yeah i got a clip from that i love when, them <laughs> johnny five's blowing up the boats and stuff that's that's now right yes okay when he's hitting the boats with the lasers and he's blowing up all the boats, all I could think of him like, he doesn't know there's no one on those. Right. Some of them had like, like there's cabins where you could be sleeping and like living yeah, on yeah. them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I hope that there's no, like maybe he scanned for life forms. I'm going to put I that mean, in my mind and okay. just say he did. He was also developed by the company that built trucks that couldn't actually see the road when they were driving mm. and potentially could have run over a number of people. So maybe this company as a whole isn't really good about like, caring about human mm -hmm. life also his primary function was to blow up vehicles and he was just yeah. like performing at 100 percent capacity mm -hmm. that's true i'm good at it <laughs> so this scene ends with a just just a weird bit of stuff going on okay fine you fix it einstein i plan to and it's crosby newton crosby stephanie Speck. nice meeting you same here Ben, Ben, sir, I want you to go with number five. Make sure they do not switch off the memory. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay. Bye-bye, goofy woman. I enjoyed repeatedly throwing you to the ground. <laughs> Namaste. Bye. You can call me if you want to. Call you? Just let me know if number five's okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe I will. Well, don't do me any favors, Jack. Uh, he failed at the negging. <laughs> Just wasn't into it. Yeah. So yeah, that that was their introduction to flirting was the angrily telling each other their names and somehow the attraction started with that. But then also, oh God, I enjoyed throwing you to the ground multiple times. Or, yeah. Also, the and then ground. ending that with namaste. Oh, <laughs> gross. Yeah. Which I did not pick up on when I watched the movie. <laughs> and so I just, I audibly made a noise when that clip was playing. I heard you. <laughs> Uh, also, oh is it Scroder that calls him? He's like, you four-eyed idiot, but he's not, yes, wearing, he's glasses. not wearing glasses. Yes. So I, yeah. that must have been a, a, either a, a bad edit or a switch because I think that was probably directed at Fisher Stevens' character who does wear glasses. Mm. Oh, yeah, but you're right. And they probably yeah. just use it because it worked. He wasn't part of yeah. the character, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. He wasn't part of the scene. Really? Well, I mean, he was in the scene, he was but there, there was but nothing he that he did to like, trigger that. That, yeah. that was one of the other problems with Fisher Stevens' character and like why I wrote my, There's no reason for him to be Indian. Like, is that he doesn't play a major part in this no. movie whatsoever. And you take him out of the movie, the movie exists the exact same way. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. Exactly. He kind didn't of, need to exist. Yeah. Five wakes <laughs> up in the back of the truck. He uses eyelids to get a wrench uh, mm -hmm. to knock down so that he can uh, press his power button. He messes with his own circuit board, swaps out an arm, and eventually he makes a noise that the uh, Nova driver and Ben in the front hear, uh, and they turn around, and he's got his red eyes on. He's yeah. looking mm -hmm. serious, mm -hmm. and the driver's like, will he kill me if I stop? And Ben's like, I don't know, but I'm going to get out of the truck and run away screaming if you do, so let's go with that plan. I, I kind of liked that they went with that plan. Like I mm -hmm. liked that they were like... Uh, this isn't worth my life. Let's yeah. go. I yeah, mean, again, yeah, yeah, it's a private absolutely. company. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. No, it's like you're working at a convenience store and someone robs it. You don't try and stop it. No, you just give them the yeah. money. Give them the yeah. money. It's not my 11 million. And even if it was, I mean, my life probably worth more than that. Yeah. Probably. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Someone has a very, very high opinion of her value. <laughs> 
I know for a fact I'm worth about twelve fifty <laughs> dollars and cents. That is. I think I have two business. Oh, we'd have to wait for short circuit too. So, uh, <laughs> uh, five steals the truck, drives away, flips him off as he's going. He ditches his tracker. Realizes he has a tracker on him, throws it in so the smart. groceries of a of a truck passing yep. by. Mm-hmm. The goot pulls up in his second mobile tech truck. Yeah, or actually, no, I guess it was his first one because he went with the Nova guys. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense now. Yeah, yeah. Of course, that Johnny song we sort of didn't call it out, but we heard a little bit earlier when he's first in Stephanie's house yeah. comes up again. It's Who- Sprinkle through the whole movie in different places. Who is Johnny? Well, in fact, me. that song's not on the soundtrack. Huh. Weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird. And I don't know why. They just said- I like, mean, probably they wanted money for it that they didn't want to pay out. That would like be my guess, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so Schroeder's team tracks down the tr- tracker for a bad sentence and- uh, <laughs> Just have the road blocked off for the old people. <laughs> Again, cut, private company. You can't do this. We cut to the old people inside the truck. I hope you took the grass out of the glove compartment. <laughs> yes. Anything wrong, officer? That's really all there is to that yeah. scene, hope but it was a great the line. Out of the glove compartment. Amazing. And in that one scene, those old people have more character development than Fisher Stevens does <laughs> in the entire movie. Absolutely. It's true. It's true. And these people stick guns in their faces. Really, yeah. You're not allowed to do that. So salty about it. I'm so angry. So uh, Newton is trying to make an argument about how number five is not dangerous. Somehow, even though he didn't get to talk to him, Stephanie has now swayed him. There's a semi-amusing conversation about Hueys and Choppers. And like, well, what are you calling me? I don't know they're called Hueys. But I didn't record that because it wasn't that funny. Uh, <laughs> news shows at Stephanie's house uh, I, that there's a $25,000 reward yeah. For number five, which is also showing in a bar where her scumbag ex is playing pool and like, hey, 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 she's going to know where that is. She didn't come up in the news report. How she, would he? She did. Kn- she's she's being interviewed. Oh, they, yeah. they, they show up. Yeah. And she like okay. closes, closes the door. On the yeah. Room. We cut to her taking a bath and she hears a noise from outside and she grabs a bottle of shampoo and she's like, I'm armed. And the, the door opens with. Number five, hiding behind a piece of shrubbery that he has grabbed from somewhere. Number five! You got away? Yep. You can't stay here. They'll find you. Stephanie, change color. Uh, Attractive. Nice software. Mm. Boy, you should uh. talk like a machine. Alive, Stephanie. Number five, alive. Alive and want to fuck. <laughs> like, I, th- this is the point where I wrote horniest robot ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed the shrubbery bit, by the way. I did too. Yeah. He did, he did I, say yeah, it's yeah. like disguise. Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever all those other <laughs> words I, I'm, I'm a sucker for all of the dumb yep. humor that, that number five has in this movie. The box, the shrubbery, like that cracked me up. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie allows him to stay. She tries to give him out first. She lets him stay. The Ben and, uh, or yeah, Ben and Newton are trying to sneak out to go uh, look for him again. And Howard shows up and pulls out a gun and says, you are not leaving. (laughs) Yeah, that got real serious real fast. And Toot's like, are you going to shoot me? Howard, we've got to try anyway. You're a scientist. You understand. I'm a businessman. I'm not a scientist anymore. Damn you, Howard. 20 (laughs) years ago, you would have chauffeured us in this situation. Well, times have changed because that was then and this is now. 
And that's when he pulls out the gun. Damn you, how I love that. Yeah. The, <laughs> the worst, most bland line. Oh my god! Damn it was. You, it was. But anyways, it's funny. Like he's like, "Are you really gonna shoot me?" And then he's like, stares at me. He goes, "I'm bluffing," and he puts the gun down, which actually made me chuckle. He puts yeah. the gun down, but then he goes and runs in front of the van. Like you're gonna have to drive over me to get out of here. And so Newton is prepared to do it, but he doesn't know how to drive, so he puts the truck in reverse. And backs up oh. and then goes forward and goes around. I didn't even I, get that. I, I was see, like, yeah, oh, like, I, it's I, very clever. Because I went, he was going to murder him, yes. but because he can't drive, he didn't murder him by mistake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He accidentally not murdered a human. Howard was interesting. He had weird development where you could tell that the things he was doing was bothering him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you could really, like, I feel like he was the only one that, that was like, he felt like he didn't shoot Gutenberg because he's yeah. like, no, well, we're friends that have been working together forever and the money's getting in the way now I, and whatever. I kind of liked the Howard's development. I, I don't know. I don't want to cast like too wide a net over the whole movie, but I feel like a lot of that stuff mm. must come from that original deeper script yeah. where he had more of a character yeah. that you there was probably some sort of long-term relationship. And this was like, you know, him finding like his, his like, truth of science again or right you know well what that's I mean? right I, yeah because like, yeah. Yeah, later later on i mean we're not there yet but later on you know there's an incident that happens and he is devastated because there's like science is being destroyed yeah. and it yeah, really yeah, bothers yeah. him yeah. and i don't know I, for like, whatever reason as an adult that plot actually was way more interesting to me where it's like oh mm -hmm. yeah the, yes. the scientist who yep. gets wrapped up in corporate america yep. and becomes a suit and has to like the struggle yeah yeah there yep. a message for our times yeah he lost his love of the game yeah. And he yeah. just found yeah. it again. And he just found it yeah. again. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I liked the coward character, Howard. So we have another scene with uh, Stephanie and Number Five, where Number Five is learning to dance to Saturday Night Fever. Yep. Which, by the way, the guy who directed Short Circuit also directed Saturday Night Fever. Yes. So he is just plugging his own damn movies. In this, <laughs> yeah. Which I thought I, was I, very vain. I wonder if it's easier for him to get the rights to that. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah. uh, I mean, it calls back to uh, Howard the Duck, where they had like the Indiana Jones. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, yeah, and it also creates a weird meta thing i had the same thought yeah, yeah. uh-huh yeah we're like so in this universe this guy directed saturday night fever but did he also direct short circuit but i don't know mm. uh, uh, oh my brain yeah <laughs> but we get another really weird like horny scene between stephanie and number five like mm -hmm. he convinces her to dance uh and even though she's trying to go to bed and he's like really putting the moves on her to the point where yeah. i put in my notes I love whom I love. Like, they <laughs> well, again, are... this is probably a scene that they were like, okay, this is not so much pushing the line. We can keep this scene yeah. in between them. Yeah. But, yeah. but the scumbag uh, oh, shows up. He has a rifle. Stephanie locks the door, but he knows where the secret key well, is. Well, before to get then, in. Johnny Five is making her like breakfast. Oh, that's right. And it gives me so much anxiety because it is just splashing everywhere. It's gross. The stuff is burning in the Oh, tub. God. But then when he brings it out a few minutes later, it so looks immaculate. Yeah. It's not so yeah. bad. <laughs> not yeah. So bad. <laughs> but uh, this is one of the little things about this movie that I really liked mm -hmm. because when he's making it, he has a third arm that comes out from behind the yeah, apron. Yeah, it's the only time he's seen a third a, arm. Yeah, yeah, he attaches a whisk to. I'm like, they put enough thought and effort into like the logistical practicality yeah. of how he would mix eggs and make breakfast. Yeah. And it's just like, so his character is like really fully formed in every way with this ramshackle movie around him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Well, when you put that money into those effects. Yeah, that's true. true. You're going to want to use them. 
so the boyfriend, the scumbag boyfriend gets in and she's trying to like wrestle with him, but he like gets a, gets a hold of her. Mm. So he then makes a very convincing argument to her. $25,000. Don't worry. We'll split it. 20 for me, five for you. Okay, but listen, you got to talk computer, Tim. Tell him exactly what you're doing, exactly where you're going, or it's not going to move an inch. Honest. Number five. This is Frank. Uh, how, robot? Me, oh, Frank. No. Hmm? no, talk computer, not Apache. Oh. Fresh OJ, not from Concentrate. Uh, thanks. Um... Listen, what do you say we jump in my car, we'll take a ride, I'll take you home. I tell him where home is. Uh, home is Nova. Nova? No! No! So he freaks out, goes out, disassembles the Trans Am. It was uh, just hilarious. And then uh, uh, the scumbag boyfriend tries to shoot him, and he is able to move uh, some part of the car. I don't know cars, so I don't know what it was. It's like a wheel or something. Yeah. And yeah, he's blocking the shots <laughs> the coming tire. at him. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was in this movie that it was established that number five is 700 pounds or somewhere thereabouts. So after stopping all the shots, the scumbag hits him with a pipe and five falls over. Yeah. I think he's got a pretty firm base. He's yeah. not a top yeah. heavy sort of thing. This is not the last time in this next couple of weeks that we will have this discussion either. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Especially yeah. he's got that like extra stabilization <laughs> sphere wheel behind yeah. him that's supposed to not let that yeah. happen. Yeah. No. So Stephanie tackles the scumbag and he's fighting back. And number five is like, don't disassemble Stephanie and surgically yes. uses his laser on the scumbag boyfriend to scare him off. I forget exactly what he shoots off. He shoots off he like shoots a button. He shoots off the brim of the hat, a button, the belt buckle, and the heels of his cowboy boots and only the heels so he can't walk and his pants fall off. And it is, if he has that level of precision, why was he recklessly just exploding boats in a boatyard <laughs> earlier? That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Truth. He could have shot the individual guns yeah, out of the hands of that's people. That's a very good point. But maybe he's still learning himself. That's that, maybe, sounded, maybe that, that, that sounded strange. The <laughs> fine moves of Saturday Night Fever taught him, you know, some some inter, inner grace that he didn't know he had. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's the passion of the moment because Stephanie's in danger. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's like a mother lifting a car to free her child. Mm -hmm. Oh, pinpoint oh. accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, five suggest to Stephanie that they should get in touch with Newton Crosby because uh, for some reason five thinks he's a good contact after he was the one who powered him down and he was like no no <laughs> so oh, you have a second career as a robot in person <laughs> Let's check in with Newton and Ben. You know, I know why number five took a liking to her. If it did have that capability, which it doesn't, but if it did. I mean, I think she's kind of pretty, don't you think? I am thinking she's a virgin. Or at least she used to be. Crosby. Uh, so, why? that's Howard calling in saying Stephanie is willing to meet with them. Or meet with Newton. And just Newton. Mm. And surely there's no way this is going to go south. Nope, because Schroeder is not obsessed at all. Mm -mm. He is not Ahab. This is not his whale. Uh, and Newton is even like, hey, no Schroeder. You make sure he stays away from this Howard. So they go and meet at a restaurant. She says, number five is hidden far away. She wants to know he's safe. My ex-boyfriend used to take me here. Ex? Yeah. So what? 
more of the weird Ew. flirting, not yeah. flirting going on between them. And she's she's at this point trying to convince Newton that five is alive. And he's just mm -hmm. like, I, I get it. I get how you can think things are alive. They act so real that you could think they're alive. Which in this situation is self-serving compliments because yeah. that means his programming is so good. You yeah, could mistake yeah, this yeah, for yeah, real yeah, life. Yeah. That is very true. Newton's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so in the meantime, the other robots yeah. have have started to move in on number five. This is also when we get we get we're going back and forth now between these two scenes. So this is where we get the line from the beginning. Life is not a malfunction, which is uttered multiple times in this movie, but mm -hmm. I only recorded it that one time. Mm -hmm. So five throws. Oh, mud God. Is this is this movie an intelligent design movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, man. No. no. Fuck. Let's just go to a break now. <laughs> We're done here. We're done. Let's end it. <laughs> so, yeah, five. They have a up robot. Number one. He powers a, him down. Yeah, they have, a, they have a robot showdown. Hey, laser lips. Your mama was a snowblower. <laughs> I believe this was uttered multiple times in my so household. Oh, this was, this it was, was yep. yeah, this was a joke, a running joke between my friends and I as a kid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is, I love this whole like, Rambo inspired yeah. sort of scene because <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden it's very jungly and yeah. like you see the you see the place the restaurant before in which they're right by and it's like in like a sandy parking lot yeah mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like a hundred feet away they're just in a dense jungle so he can like go on his vengeance safety murder spree. <laughs> it's Oregon, baby. A lot of logging <laughs> happening there. Out of all the things he does to defeat the other robots. My favorite might be where he drives number three into an outhouse and there's a Michael Bay-esque poop explosion yes. out of it. <laughs> yes, and then also the robot saying, don't light a match. Mm -hmm. Don't squeeze my Charmin. That, oh, that sequence took, I think they said 18 additional puppeteers and animatronic people <laughs> to run and it was the most complicated shot in the entire movie, they said. I all right. It. Yeah, right. Great. Um, because of the poop explosion. <laughs> so five. We gotta get this right, guys. <laughs> we got one shot of glory. <laughs> five reprograms the other robots back at the the restaurant. It turns out that Schroeder's there, and he's like, "Oh, we know where he is. Let's go get him." It, it's one of those scenes where like everyone in the restaurant was part of Nova and dressed down. So the waiter that brought them their beers when they first showed up, he was was he, he was either the driver that had been with Fisher Stevens on the side of the road earlier. Or he was one of the guys driving the tank that knocked him off the bridge um, in the beginning. So they legitimately, they did use the actors that you've seen as extras for. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I happen to notice, I'm like, hey, that's the, oh, okay. Th that's very Captain America. With yeah, the diner yeah. that's just a front for yeah, something yeah. else. Yeah. So Stephanie at this point thinks that uh, Newton has totally lied to her. She calls him bastard. Five shows up to protect Stephanie. A, a medium speed chase where we get another <laughs> classic line from her. Newton Crosby, PH dork. Uh, uh, you got him. <laughs> five takes out a tree to stop the chase. And I guess technically this is our, our second sound clip from Scroder. I have had it. I have had it. This was a precision operation. Scroder, you set me up. Crosby. I'm telling you right now, this little fart of a robot is beginning to give me the red ass. <laughs> what is that? That 
Yeah, I, red I, ass, right? It, is it I, just bloody hemorrhoid ass? That, is that, is that I, I, so that was my first thought. But then uh -huh. I'm like, maybe like this chaps my ass. Oh, yeah. 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 So hemorrhoids were big back then. Like there was always like commercials for hemorrhoids. Let me tell you, hemorrhoids are still big. <laughs> I don't know how but, I know that, but, but I do. People don't talk about hemorrhoids anymore. Maybe they should. Maybe they should. Maybe. Right. It's okay. the silent killer. <laughs> it affects like 75% of, of people. Hemorrhoids are specters of no one. <laughs> <laughs> this is when the other robots show up and they're three stooges now. Two. Yep. Just because we mentioned that earlier. That's, yes. a, that's, that's the three. <laughs> that's the another Chekhov's gun and the reprogramming thing oh, from yes, five. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Combined together mm -hmm. to form. They really, they put time into a lot of that. They did. Maybe they should have put time into the plot. But <laughs> <laughs> bum hoof. Then we get a really good Johnny Five moment, though, because Five and Stephanie drive away, and Stephanie is crying over Gutenberg because she's totally head over heels in love with him after For their some three reason. interactions. And so she tells Five the next Nova person he sees to disassemble them. Yeah, she wants the man. comes near you, you blast him, just burn his butt with your laser. Right? Yeah. No. No disassemble. Oh, number five, come on. They deserve it. Stephanie. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. Conscientious objector. That's what I mm -hmm. said. That's when I was like, oh, yes. well, it's It's like when I rewatched this, for, you know, because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, what I didn't realize as a kid was how he doesn't really have his personality until the last, like, the last half of the third act of yeah, this movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a few minutes from now, I put in my notes. I was very frustrated. Why isn't he named Johnny yet? I thought that happened way earlier thing. in the movie. That's what I, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I had said, I was like, isn't his name Johnny? When does that come up? Yeah, like, I, I like <laughs> at, around this point too, I was like, did they just make that up for the sequel? Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. right. What? So, but that weighty moment we had, don't take that to heart too much because then we check back in with Ben who has pulled up to pick up Newton and he's asking him, you know, like what happened and everything. Christ, and yeah. so at first Newton's like, it's amazing. He reprogrammed the other robots in 10 minutes. Like he was just totally amazed by what he saw. But then also, you know, the date was kind of nice too. Which was great. Oh, really? Tell me what happened. Well, we were interfacing, operating on the same wavelength. Very good. My advice helped him. But, yeah, but yeah. what happened? Did she stick her tongue down your throat? No, no, no. Come on, sit in the van and tell me. I want to know. Yes, sir. Yes, come on, Newton. Oh, my goodness. I am sporting a tremendous woody right now. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most upsetting moment of the entire movie yeah, for me. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Kids movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh. Uh, also, why is he horny about Steve Gutenberg kissing someone? He's horny about anything. Just, yeah. Oh, maybe he's just talking about it and he's just had an erection the entire time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he took some of his, you know, special downstairs medicine. It's lasted more than four hours, but he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a journey because I couldn't remember the word for Viagra. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> special, special downstairs, downstairs medicine. <laughs> Bathtub gin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, so Five convinces Stephanie that, that they need to give Newton a chance. Newton, or Five drags Newton out to the stars for some input. 
Mm. At first, uh, Newton is trying to like reprogram switches and five is showing him how he's rewired. Uh, and so Newton is trying to figure out like if he, he is actually alive. He tries a Rorschach test. He, he thinks he wins when, you know, at first five is just like oil or coffee, mm -hmm. whatever. But then he's like yeah, yeah. butterfly, bird, maple leaf. Oh, it was, it was tomato soup because when she pours it or when Gutenberg pours it out of the mug of soup she just made for him and it oh, goes yeah. onto the paper, it is the brightest blood red liquid I've yeah. ever seen in my yeah, life. I'm like, yeah. what was he drinking? <laughs> oh God. Also, I, I liked, I don't, I don't know if you have the clip, but I like that he's like, who told you you were alive? And he's like, I told me. Yeah. Like, I was going to skip over that one, but I can play it if you want. I mean, I just said it. So okay. You can skip over it. <laughs> also, this is the, the mountaintop at night scene. And I don't know if anybody else noticed this. Yes. The the matte painting in the background, there was a breeze in the studio while they were filming because it's moving. Oh, it's no, it's so bad. It's waving. That. And oh my and God. And then it's like, me. it was and extra the, obvious it was a, it was a, a studio in, in the morning. Yep. Because it's just like that weird red and they just sprayed a bunch of smoke in there to like obscure everything. <laughs> and yeah. the other thing is the lighting in the scene for like a couple quick takes doesn't make any sense. And you have like non-Euclidean shadows that yeah. couldn't exist. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is really bothering me. And I, I don't remember anything else from the scene because I was so focused on that the whole time. <laughs> the photographer just yelling, the light is wrong. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> don't worry, Jared. I got some of the scene for you. Because first I want to highlight that number five plays a prank, ties Newton's shoelaces together so he falls over. And then later The true on, signs of life. Well, <laughs> then mischief, Newton, mischief. Newton has finally decided that he has the test to see if five is alive. I got it. All right, this is it. Now listen close. There's a priest, a minister, and a rabbi. They're out playing golf, and they're trying to decide how much to give to charity. So the priest says, well, we'll draw a circle on the ground. We'll throw the money way up in the air, and whatever lands inside the circle, we we'll give to charity. The minister says, no, we'll draw a circle on the ground. We'll throw the money way up in the air, and whatever lands outside the circle, that's what we give to charity. The rabbi says, no, 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 we'll throw the money way up in the air, and whatever God wants, he keeps. <sighs> So, wasn't the bar already set with the prank and we didn't need an anti-Semitic joke yep. in there? To John was really annoyed Ugh, that he wasn't acting like an engineer. He's like, he's not acting like an engineer. Like he's, yeah. he's supposed, And I was like, well, he's Steve Gutenberg. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he true. is incapable of acting like an engineer. <sighs> Stephanie... Delighted by the joke and the laughter, kisses Newton. Well, she, we've already established she's a racist, so why isn't she an anti-Semite as well? Fair. Right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, after she gives him a kiss, five wants a kiss too, so threesome, you guys? Like, no, it's, yeah. it's, you know, just a cool polyamorous, non-biological, multi-love situation. And we have the, the, the beautiful culmination of our porn parody. Oh, yeah. Where there's just a robot fuck orgy. And mm -hmm. it's beautiful. <laughs> and it's, he's like, you got me right on the sensor. Like that's oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Found Johnny Five's G-spot. <laughs> it's on the side of his head. <laughs> you can touch it. <laughs> because that, hey man, they, that makes they sense. Put, they put yeah. money at the lab or where he was built to give him a G-spot. 
too. Like that was actually well when you had two the horniest human beings <laughs> yeah. building him. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. this robot is good, but we need a cum spot where you just touch him. <laughs> <because of. laughs> oh no! I so, just said that and it was recorded. <laughs> It'll be on the internet. And all your friends will hear it. Oh, all five. (laughs) (laughs) Nova shows up. They flee. Uh, The van is shaking all over. They finally get the van surrounded. Uh, This is where we get uh, the the joke. I did not record it that Quentin mentioned earlier where uh, uh, Newton is like stat and, uh, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and Howard is stat. What does that mean anyway? I don't know. And so it was a good callback. Yeah, Obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. do it enough justice, yeah. but I giggled. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> so Nova troops sneak up behind Stephanie and Newton, pull them away. And so then we see five just flee out the back of the truck. He's he's going to try and get away. They open fire. It looks like he's going to make it. But the Hueys show up. No longer the choppers, the Hueys. He's avoiding missile. Nope, not anymore. Again, mm-hmm. so angry about this shootout. From a private company. At least this one's in the desert, but that's with not, missiles. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's, that's so ooh, illegal. That's not even a gun. That's, like, look, we're like three years away from Jeff Bezos flying a Huey and shooting missiles at something anyway. So probably <laughs> humans. Yeah, probably humans. Just yeah. like on yeah. the streets. Yeah, like probably factory workers, to be honest. But <laughs> as of right now, <laughs> this is illegal. Uh, so Nova guys are going over, picking up the parts and laughing. This is where Howard got upset about science being destroyed. Right, and you blew up $11 million. Like, how are you? Which, yeah. again, isn't that much money, though? For that company, yeah. Yeah, probably you, not. Yeah, it's probably. It's probably right off at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jesus. but he does he does fire Scroder. Yeah, I, he I don't does. know yeah, if they yeah. fully well, fired yeah. him, but he basically And did. Scroder's like, what? Why would I be fired? Because he told you to stop. The guy who's hired you, your boss, told you to not do this thing. Yeah. And you did it anyway, and now you're mm-hmm. surprised. Also, maybe he looked up some law and saw that it was illegal to fire missiles in land they don't own. Right, right. Um, so Newton and Stephanie drive away, sad, because number five is dead. Well, are you going to play a clip? Okay, before that, real quick, this is when I actually looked at the timestamp in the movie, and I went, what, what? There's a minute and a half left? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, the pacing is so wonky that like it's like, oh wow, this movie kind of feels like it's dragging. And then wait, now it's wait, what? Mm-hmm. Huh? That that resolved quickly. What are you gonna do now? I don't know yet. Uh, my dad left me a few acres up in Montana. My hair is beautiful there this time of year. Great idea. I say we cruise on up there and check it out. So they had, he had been in the tech van, had assembled a fake Johnny Five, or sorry, number five. We still have not gotten a name yet. We're so close, though. We're so close. Uh, so they're all they like. They had, oh, I, this is just occurring to me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. They had $11 million of spare parts that he built an extra robot out of in the back of the van. <laughs> and then sent it out to slaughter. Well. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe it didn't need to be full Johnny Five. It just needed to look enough like him. Maybe it didn't have all the tech. Maybe it didn't have the cheek sensors that you were talking about. Mm. So, I mean, that's probably a good $1 million right there. That other robot experienced the greatest orgasm of its life before it exploded. <laughs> I made sure to make sure it could feel before I sent it off to be killed. <laughs> 
Uh, I still don't entirely get how he was hiding in the back of the truck because there wasn't really like a compartment. He, he came anything. out of the floor, which in most vehicles underneath that is the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess in theory, he can, if he could go fast enough, he could have had his wheels on the ground and been going. That's with that truck. was the best I could come up with. He could also kind of compress himself a little bit, but That's not true. that much. Not that much. Yeah. yeah. But he's going to take over driving. They all think that going to Montana is a great idea because, you know, why not make a gigantic move like that with a person you have known for less than a day. Yeah. Number five, stupid name. Want to be Kevin or Dave. <laughs> Just watch the road, okay? Maybe Johnny. Yeah. Johnny Five. That's good. Feels like I came alive just yesterday. <laughs> Feels like I'm always gonna feel this way. Yeah, you are. Clammy. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the nose. Uh, and then just a final note here that uh, in the credits, we go back to scenes from the movie, except yes. we get scenes that never happened yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. do talk about that in, in like when you look it up, that they it was like cut scenes. Some of them were I mean, that's scenes. what I figured. Yeah, that there was, yeah. But there's this whole like junkyard thing that happened at some point during the original the, cut of this movie. You want to take a break and uh, you'll hear a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. This week, our sponsor is Goot Newtons. <laughs> All the flavor of Gutenberg. <laughs> Grab your mouth. <laughs> Jam them in your mouth. Touch your sensor spa and enjoy... <laughs> The wonderful flavor fillings of Goot Newtons. Uh, we have raccoon, uh, jello, and uh, metal. 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 We have metal. That nice metallic blood taste in your mouth. Available at Stephanie's Snack Shack if you're uh, you're looking for them, among other places. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. If that. Snack Shack is still standing. You forgot and about the blood red tomato soup flavor. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes. And blood red tomato soup. I feel gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they are the most technologically advanced cookies that I have ever had. They're not cookies, man. What are they? They're processed food products. We can't legally call them cookies. I don't want to say all those words. Isn't there something shorter, something snappier we can call them? I guess that would just be Goot Newtons. They're alive. <laughs> with flavor with flavor <laughs> put them in your mouth <laughs> need input <laughs> so this movie was I like I I loved this movie theoretically as a kid and then watching it again a couple of years ago, I actually realized this, then forgot it, and then realized it again, mm -hmm. where it's like, no, no, I love Short Circuit 2 as a kid. I didn't give a yeah. shit about this movie right. as a kid. Yeah, I actually didn't recall this movie <laughs> for the most yeah. part. I, I remembered way more about this movie than 2. Oh, really? I, like, there was very little, there were a couple things, but very little I remembered about 2. Oh, I feel like outlier. I watched this one way more. Oh, interesting. But I actually had brought up to my mom that we were recording these episodes and and she was like well i'll tell you right now that short circuit is way better than short circuit too which i think is possibly going to be open to debate by the time we get to that episode but uh I'm so i think in my house ahead. we just watched I, the I, first one way more i would like to say objectively that's not true yeah agreed i'm <laughs> sorry i'm i'm so sorry yes i, 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 I disagree in, too sorry mom also this was the 
All right, this was a movie where I was like, oh, I mean, Short Circuit, that's like a beloved movie from all of our childhoods, yeah. even though we clearly didn't remember it at all. Like, it was just like, this was, uh, yeah, it was like one of those movies, and I was expecting us to kind of watch it and it almost be like, like a boring episode because because yeah. at first I wasn't thinking of all the problematic stuff and everything. I'm mm -hmm. just like, this is going to be a weird episode because this is probably like, this is a great movie. We all loved it as a kid. And then like watching it, like, like the glass shattered. And I was like, this is awful. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you, I don't think it's the worst movie. Like, I think, no, it's, I, I think, yeah. we've seen I think worse right. there are elements that are absolutely I terrible think, that you take them out. <laughs> I think yeah. at the pedestal that most of us put it on as a kid, mm -hmm. it is it falls awful. Far short. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Compared compared to 1990 Captain America, no, this is this is a better movie, mm -hmm. I guess. Well, this you know, this like, is like this is like a horny guy read Isaac Asimov and was yes. like, I want to yeah. write a fuck robot movie. <laughs> well, learn, learning about the like the rewrites and how yeah. they did it afterwards definitely made me feel a little bit better about it yeah. because it's like when I was watching I'm like this is two different movies it is right. yeah. it, and right. it doesn't and one of them is a good movie and the other one is with Fisher Stevens yeah. and yeah. all the problematic stuff and if you could have like parsed that out and remake it today yeah. with like the heavier elements from what it should have been I think this could work. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the base concept is fine. I just but think in right. general it's, it had the fall. It had the longest fall from grace for me so yeah, far yeah. of a movie we've well, watched I, on this podcast. I think you remember sure. like Johnny Five, the well, that's, fun right, robot, yeah, right. and this is great. And then he's not even Johnny Five until the last fifteen seconds. Of the <laughs> yes, movie. Right. And again, as as I said before, I mm -hmm. clearly never saw this one. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, that, that's another thing too. You remember all the good stuff from yeah. Short Circuit too, where he's an established character and they right. don't have to spend any time on right. that. Yeah. He comes in as a conceit you understand yep. and then they're able to use that as a platform for all of the, the development and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to get into your I, personal story? Next time. Next I have, time. I have the exact point where it's going to okay. jump all right. off. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have some teasers. <laughs> Stay tuned to next week. It changed my life. <laughs> um, I guess Wes Craven recycled Johnny Five's chassis mm -hmm. for his killer robot movie, Deadly yep. Friends. Which the only clip Fiends I've ever seen of that friends. movie is when the robot grabs a, a teenage like 50s greaser bad guy from the 80s <laughs> by the crotch. And uh -huh. whatever good person is running the robot tells him to crush it. And that's the only scene from that movie I've seen, but apparently the robot goes on a murder spree. Cool. Um, and it looks a little bit like a, a yellow version and bigger of the robot from one of the Rockies. Oh, Rocky Four. Uh, yeah, with the, the yeah. dome. It's got the round yeah. head. And the, 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 the weird, Polly's weird sex bot that also like brings them drinks. Yeah, 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 uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I guess Ali Sheedy like actually treated him. Johnny Five, like it was mm -hmm. a real, like like it was an actual actor. So yep. she'd be like, "How are you doing?" Today? Like she was weird. I don't she know. she kind of went like semi method, and she said it was because she needed to act like it was real, so she had to try to feel like it was real. Yeah, because she said she felt really lonely, obviously yeah. with these scenes. Like it was She's, it was bothering yeah. she, her. There were there were a couple tough line reads that ended up yeah. in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like. When it's just her and, and number five. Which is funny if you think about that now in like modern Hollywood where a lot of what actors are acting against doesn't exist at all. It's a tennis yeah. ball. It's a tennis ball it's on a, a stick. Yeah. 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 And the director, Badham, Badham, yeah, is that how you say him? Yeah. yeah um, when asked about his uh, racist character, oh, yeah, um, his quote, people are oversensitive. It has gotten to the point where you can't make fun of anyone. 
And that was when was his. he asked about this? I think pretty recently. It, it was, was it was it was in the 2000s. Yeah, okay. it was he was asked about so, so it was after the 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 whole rise of PC. Yeah, after the yeah, rise yeah, yeah. of PC culture. Yeah, no, this was this was after I think the Master of None episode because then it, yeah. people started going wow. It started because I don't think anyone cared back then that there right. was yeah. you know like well it's yeah. like it's clearly per the story of oh. Fisher Stevens got hired to play a white guy. This was his decision where he's like, let's make him a funny Indian Well, that's guy. what it was. And then they hired, obviously, you know, like we had talked before, yeah. Bronson Pinchot, who also did a character of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, he was used to doing this stuff. At and least then, Bronson Pinchot was doing a white guy. Sure. Like, it's yeah, still it was no brown face, weird, right, right, like, right, yeah. right. But, um, but then, for whatever reason, they fired Bronson Pinchot and hired Fisher Stevens back on. So, which they in anything I read or saw, they didn't address it. But one of them, and I could be way off base, but mm-hmm. one of them, the implication seemed to be that Bronson Pinchot was sort of not okay with the caricature style. And not to say Fisher Stevens was, but like I think, <laughs> but he was, but he was, he did it. Well, that's a, that's yeah. the difference. I mean, and again, I, like he said, he went to India. He met, he got into the method also, acting look, of it. I think I it guess. was the the, uh, it, the implication that I took from. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Was the literal brown face that Bronson Pinchot seemed to like? And Bronson Pinchot confident. did not. He ha- he was already on a very successful sitcom at this point, mm-hmm. so he did yeah. not need to. He did not need this movie right. in the way yeah. Fisher Stevens did. I, I also wonder too if in reality there is some aspect of since he has perfect strangers going like if he does this that's all like he is. then he's that guy yeah, right like, that's he's what he he's, doesn't, he's he the doesn't f- want to be funny that. foreign yeah. guy that's comic yeah. relief and everything right. yeah, yeah that's i true. mean it didn't help him no that he just became the funny I'm sorry. foreign guy and or alien have mm. you seen langoliers no oh yeah he was oh, really? yeah. he was yeah, like yeah. he was like the straight businessman in that right wasn't well, he, like, he was like a slimy businessman yeah, he was, like, he was yeah. a sociopath yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he was very upsetting i mean yeah. to me bronson pinchot in the 80s was the guy who did over the top accents because he's the, mm-hmm. he's he's the gay stylist in beverly the beverly hills cop movies mm-hmm. and oh god i forgot about serge that. yeah and then yeah. he he is balky mm-hmm. yep yep and then he's migo the alien that hangs out with jonathan lipnicki on tgif some reason I really remember him in True Romance. <laughs> She's actually not too far off from his Langoliers role. I'd yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Is he getting Roadhead in True Romance? Am I remembering that right? There's cocaine and Roadhead, I think. No, I mean, he's definitely involved with the cocaine. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, yeah. That's, it's a great name for someone's autobiography. <laughs> cocaine <laughs> and Roadhead. <laughs> the 80s were wild. <laughs> you did kind of touch on this earlier. Yeah. What about could it be released today? So not as it is. No, Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, no. Absolutely oh not. And I was thinking about it like I like when before I watched it, I was talking to Eileen and I was like, it's so weird to me this movie is like kind of buried. Like it's, it was hard to like get mm-hmm. a hold of. Like you mm-hmm. guys was yeah. you guys said you could only buy I had to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was on Crackle, which But I think your Amazon, base concept robot comes alive. I mean, like we we have Wally. Yeah, I think it even physically resembles him in the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, I think maybe like this trope is too well worn to re release Mm. it today. It's as okay, so if you shift the focus and the the part of him being alive takes a backseat again, I feel like I'm harping on this and I'm sorry, everybody listening, but the original script that they were talking about where it's anti war and it's about acceptance. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. And then you get an actual, if you have an actual Indian character with a a person from 
India or of Indian descent. Who doesn't have to act like comic relief about being and Indian. And they can yeah. bond over being outsiders yeah. or being yeah, different. Yeah. And then and we, it's about inclusion and like an anti-war thing. Like, I yep. think there's definitely a movie in here that could be released today and be viable. It's called Short Circuit 2. And yeah. yeah. It really, honestly. Uh, so in your movie, how much human robot sex is there? Uh, it's going to be rated X. <laughs> right and and, and, no, no. Actually, legitimately, I, I was very upset. But like I was deeply, truly unsettled by the implication. And I think if it had been an actual relationship like what they cut out, yeah. I wouldn't have been as bothered as yeah. I was by the implication yeah. of what you don't mm, see. I don't know. I think I would have been just as upset. You've changed color. <laughs> mm. Nice software. Which makes no sense. Software's uh, not, that's not, no. I like your floppy disks. No. <laughs> Thermometer? So it's, it's an insult. There's, there's, oh, now 10 after that. There's after soft talk. and you <laughs> wear them. What? They're soft and you wear them. I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. They just, yeah. mm. You don't wear them. They're part of you. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just like your sensor point. <laughs> this podcast went places I was not imagining it. Yeah, same. <laughs> You're welcome. Same. Uh, <laughs> Thermometer. I don't know. Like It's not like... Like, I think of the things that made me sad, and then I realized one there from the second movie. I was like, oh, it's so sad when Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Five dies. Oh, nope, second movie. Uh, it's so sad. I mean, he's got a, he's got a similar scene to that in yeah, this movie. He does. Now, not as full, dramatic. Full disclosure, one person in this room watched the movies out of order. So maybe the Johnny shutdown scene in number one would have been more impactful had it not had he not watched the way more graphic and dark version of the scene in short. Except yeah, I had too. seen these movies dozens of times yeah. before. But like also like, you know, we talk about Tremometer might be things that we find uncomfortable today in this movie. Crawling with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. every time I have an every, like I have yeah, notes, yeah. block letters being like, he doesn't need to be Indian. What is going on? Like mm -hmm. just, just like, yeah, like that. I cringed every time he talked. We were playing the clips, and I was over here like, yeah. yeah. Like it was just. It's same. so difficult. As an adult, it is very distasteful. Do you to want me to play the Woody clip for you? No, oh. I do not need that. Oh. I would rather Ali Sheedy fucking the robot. Than <laughs> yeah, that's have what to I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. remake. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sony fucking calls. Uh, you guys need I a hit. Guest, where would you put it on the thermometer? <sighs> Seven, like that. You don't have a name anymore. Guest, I am you guest. Keeping guest. also keeping in mind your personal, which we'll hear next week. Well, that's why because it's the, a little higher for you. The next one has to be higher, so I have to put this one at like a seven. Yeah, and I feel part of that is it's mostly the problem. It's so it's not actual trauma. It's the problemometer. Because of the problematic <laughs> nature of so much of this that causes the, the trauma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean that's yeah. what, I mean, honestly, that's what it developed because, into. Because initially, it was we talked about it, it was when you were a kid. But I mean, in reality, right. we have yeah, to look yeah, at this yeah. through both scopes. You're yeah. right. Uh -huh. If you pull Fisher Stevens out of this movie, I don't feel there's any real trauma. No. It's, like it's just two. some uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, there's yeah. a couple of weird it's lines. It's like a three yeah. because of the weird yeah. shit. And you yeah. put him in and it goes up to like, for me, seven or eight. Yeah, I think seven is a good. Yeah, seven I'll, I'll right. stay with seven. Yeah. Yeah. seven. That's fine. I'm fine with seven. Nice. Yeah. Final reading. Seven. All right, any last 
words. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I think I need some input. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, you guys that, know what it, you guys know. What? Yeah. Quentin, you fart of a robot, you're uh, giving me the red ass. <laughs> uh, I'm starving, guys. I need some Goot Newtons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt oh, almost no. just did a spit take. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, we'll call it then. Uh, check out next week. Jared is back next week. We'll, we'll be talking about Short Circuit 2, a surprisingly traumatic experience for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll get into it. Uh, until then, uh, you can find us on the web at Clamshell Case Files, except Twitter, where you can find us at Clamshell Case. Also, we have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Clamshell Case Files, where you, if you subscribe, you can get some cool behind the scenes footage. <laughs> uh, you should support us. It'd be helpful. We can pay for things like hosting and snacks and movies movies mm. that we don't want to pay for. That we don't want to pay for. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Quintron5000. Where can they find you, Bridget? Lovely Bridget99. And Matt? Matt Nonsense. And now it's the plug zone. Jared, where can they find you on the social media? My website, jaredstaplesphoto.com for all my photography portfolio and booking needs. Uh, And on Facebook and Instagram, I'm not on Twitter. It's uh, Jrod Staples. So it's J-R-O-D-S-T-P-L-E-S. And just took out some of the vowels. JaredStaplesPhoto.com. That's that's the that's the one. And that, that'll link you to all my other social media too. Nice. Great. So. Cool. And also if you uh enjoy our podcast, who obviously wouldn't? who wouldn't? Yeah. Right? I, <laughs> um tell all your friends. Yes. And, yes. Uh, Listen, you're my friends, but I am a legitimate fan. Aww. And I am so happy to have been on this episode and the next one. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so We're happy to have you. Thanks yes, for absolutely. Me. Uh and until next week, uh Input. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. We didn't have like, it was like. But Uganda. Oh, because you had to get him at the grocery store like. Yeah. Every week or whatever. Did you guys just say that I was reading? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you can edit that. Then. <laughs> no, don't. No, Do not. All right. Neuroscience. <laughs> Remember a time when the internet wasn't a cesspool? When Nickelback was not the lazy comedian's punchline? When The Last Jedi or Ghostbusters didn't ruin anyone's childhood? We do. Nickelback In is a monthly podcast hosted by three longtime friends who really just need an excuse to shoot the shit. But in the meantime, they'll call out some internet hyperbole bullshit while they're at it. Do you secretly enjoy the smooth taste of Dunkin' Donuts coffee? Maybe you're a fan of the work of Jim Carrey. Hell, maybe you even like Nickelback. We don't, but we're in their corner, and by default, we're in your corner too. Listen to Nickelback In on the Zero Science Network, wherever you download podcasts.